Hello and welcome back to Next Gen. I'm your host, Andrew Pratt, and it's so good to have you back here today. And honestly, uh, this has been a pretty crazy, crazy period of time. Um, but uh, I have been thinking a lot about where I want to take this podcast. And I want to start talking about millennials. That's, I don't like that word, but different generations and how we as a church reach them. And I want to talk in particular today about the book of Daniel. Um, For most, if you're an Adventist, um, when you start talking about the book of Daniel, you start to get a bit of an uneasy feeling in your stomach sometimes. But the question I want to ask today is, do the narratives of Daniel, so that's the first seven, or the first six um, chapters of Daniel, impact the social and emotional well-being of millennials? Um, And if you've ever actually read the book of Daniel, you'll find that some of the things in Daniel are some of the most impactful and amazing and uh, beautiful words actually in the Bible. Has been the book has been extensively taught and preached, but um, to be honest, the generation um, or generations all have their different perceptions of different parts of the Bible depending on how they're taught. Uh, so my generation, whenever I hear the book of Daniel, I get I start to feel a bit I want to I don't want anything to do with it. So each generation is exposed to Daniel in completely different contexts. So let's do let's lay some bit of groundwork. Uh, millennials actually include about three generational groups. Uh, so they've grown up in the world as there's been significant technological change. So that would have started in 1989 uh, when you're talking about millennial and kind of finished, stopped talking about millennials about the year 2000 is kind of where that stops. And so they've experienced the most rapid change in technology since the industrial age. And for me, I, I really have noticed that. Uh, so engaging young adults and engaging young people through the lens of these often controversial books of the Bible is a really tough, tough thing. And so let's start off with uh, point one. The world of our current generation is what you could call a digital soup. And so what this has done is changed the way that people live and it has brought everything directly into our into our hands. So... When you look at um, overall, when you look at relationships, you look at everything like that, things are completely different. So um, I'm going to just define this this first point as perhaps the new Babylon. So what is the new Babylon? So in our world today, um, we have a digital soup. As I said, we've got this crazy, crazy mix of everything at our fingertips. You can Google things straight away. Um, you can find anything you want within a few taps, whether you're wanting to find wonderful research or whether you're searching for pornographic material, it's all just right there. Uh, So research is shown, um, particularly probably from the book called Screen Schooled. Um, Research from there has shown that too much screen time degrades people's relationships and um, many marriages of millennials in particular have been dissolved actually through game addiction. Along with this, there has been a significant breakdown in the way that relationships uh, occur in the noughties or the 2000s. 
And this is honestly kind of a, a, a weird statistic because actually most millennials prefer face-to-face communication over text. You, you wouldn't think so, but it's true, particularly when involving important life decisions or trying to build a remote romantic relationship. So the digital revolution has created around 25% of the developed population that are more stressed than any generation before it. So when you look at this, um, you go, okay, so where are you going with this, Andrew? Uh, well, I believe that the current generation is having their identity stripped away through overpowering digital um, distractions, whether it be through sex addiction with porn or whether it be through game addiction or anything like that. I personally believe that we are seeing a a generation whose identity is in many ways being erased. But then when you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the narratives of Daniel, particularly in Daniel 1 and 2, their identities were completely erased. They were made eunuchs. They had no hope of starting a family. They were Their names were changed. It was Everything was changed for them. And today I believe that... Um, Porn is perhaps the worst advent of the new ad, new Babylon, and in the modern world, it's accessible inside of three taps on a phone screen. Uh, so the book Screen School, Screen Schooled uh, states that the average teenage boy watches over seven pornographic video clips a day, and I'd probably have to agree with that figure. Um, if that figure is correct, then I think we've got a bit of a problem. Uh, the other part of what I'm terming as a new Babylon is, so this is point two, is consumerism. So consumerism, throughout Daniel 1 um, in particular, if you look at Daniel 1 and they had everything available to them whenever they wanted it, that's kind of what we have today. Uh, in I'd suggest the imagery and the um, content of Daniel 1 directly reflects the, the situation we're in today. We've got everything we could ever, ever want. So... I um I I've noticed that whenever we as young people grow old, our our actions actually reflect that of our family of origin. Um and it starts at home. And for me it started at home. I don't know about you, it might have, it might or maybe your home life wasn't so good and you're trying to work your way through things. But um Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego all stood for, all stood firm, sorry, on the fact they followed God would not waver from their personal beliefs. And um, they maintain their spirituality in a completely crazy pressure cooker environment. And those young 16-year-olds must have had some stable base of where they were brought up because they were able to observe and mirror the patterns that had already been set for them. And in our world today, we're slowly moving more and more towards a, a generation of individuals that are leaving Christianity behind. For a lot of reasons, and we're going to walk through all of those today, but spiritual well-being provides meaning, and having a spirituality provides meaning and provides direction, but there's now a whole generation of individuals that are searching for meaning and direction, uh, and where do they find that? These days, in my opinion, social media. I, I use social media a lot, and I love it, but it is also a bad thing. Uh, social media has unintentionally become worshipped. 
Uh, most people seek instant gratification in the form of likes, views, comments, like you've just seen in Canada. They actually removed, um, Instagram has actually removed likes in Canada just to experiment with how people react and how people uh, change when they are not constantly seeking that in momentary instantaneous gratification. Um, yeah. So let's move on and ask the, and answer the question as to how do millennials perceive the book of Daniel? So it's how do millennials perceive the book of Daniel? Uh, the book of Daniel has predominantly in many ways been used as an evangelism tool through the last, um, through the, prophecy seminars uh, along with revelation and it's uh been overused in my opinion and I'd, I'd suggest it's a wonderful tool particularly for individuals you'd classify and communities you classify as baby boomer generation but for millennials in my opinion it's not a wonderfully effective tool for evangelism i believe that relationship is far more important uh, millennials are a generation, in fact, that believe in authentic Christian experience, just as Jesus, in my opinion, intended it. That includes caring for all and doing what Jesus did. Now, many Christians, I've noticed, use the book of Daniel, and parts of Daniel in particular, as a book that's scary, full of warning for people who are doing wrong. Um, and whilst, in some respect, that is an accurate portrayal of the book of Daniel, it must also be remembered that the gospel narrative is present throughout the entire book. Uh, the, is, the issue of the Messiah to come was a major driving point of believers at that time. And uh, when you actually notice, Daniel himself is even in the middle of his captivity of uh, the, by the Babylonian Empire, constantly pointing to God to come. And the focus on the Messiah is the entire point of, of this gospel that you find within Daniel and you find in the rest of the Bible. Um and that gospel is all about social justice. In fact, when you look at the Daniel narrative, it kind of centers on social justice. Uh, that means the narrative in Daniel, in my opinion, ring true to the current generation because the current generation are a generation that are focused on social justice. So I guess social change is one of the biggest focus of millennials. They're intent on changing the way that the world operates right now. Uh, millennials have kind of brought about unprecedented changes that we would never have seen in terms of equality without their movement and understanding and compassion. And whilst not all will agree with social changes, it cannot be refuted that they're occurring in ways that have never been seen before. So um, when, when you think about... Uh, when you think about Daniel, you think about a couple of... Interesting, uh, a couple of interesting points. Um, you've got the narrative where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are placed into the fiery furnace after refusing to, buy, to bow down to the idol that the king had set up. And I, uh, in my experience with working with and hanging out with lots of millennials, I, I might suggest that some of them are facing a fiery furnace that and a crazy world, um, if you will, that's seven times hotter than any generation has had it before. You know, the, uh, the way that millennials and the generations within that subset of people face those challenges uh, has really made them much more difficult to deal with. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in a world where they had to bow to the symbols of their world, and their refusal to bow to both the physical idols and social pressures uh, that were placed on them meant that they were able to, to withstand and, and stand firm. Um, in this situation, in Daniel 3, standing firm resulted in being recognized both by King Nebuchadnezzar and the people of Babylon. Um, but millennials have grown up in a church uh, where the book of Daniel for them would be a book of identity. And by that I mean they've grown up in a time where church attendance is decreasing, everything's going wrong. The book of Daniel has been used as a hammer rather than a relationship tool. And I think that perhaps, perhaps many have stopped going to church for their own social well-being. And I know I have friends that have done that. So for millennials and emerging adults, what is the cost of losing their spiritual identities compared to refusing the pressures placed on them (coughs) by the church and foregoing perceived social well-being in order to maintain their spiritual identities? It's a tough, tough, tough decision. For most that decision is simple. They just stop attending church. And um, Daniel and his friends, I think, are an example that we should be showing young people today as to how to stand for your faith in a world that is crazy. Um, they, they separated themselves from participating in Babylonian culture and forged a path of biblical faithfulness. And whilst they had strong roles within the world, they refused to become a pawn of it, or to become a part of the, of that world. Um, when you look at the um, Fuller Youth uh, Institute, uh, their research, and if you go all the way back to Barna Research Group, um, you sh- you can see that people defined as millennials are still leaving the church today. And so I'm I'm not going to give you an answer as to how to stop that, but I do want to say that the narratives of Daniel are some of the most important pieces of. Scripture, um, both due to their historiographical importance and and also the authorship of Daniel. Um, It's just a book that we need today. The narrative messages help to us to reach through relationship to young people. Um, However, millennials are a generation that research shows fail to hear the message of Daniel. And might I suggest that's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's the fault of the wider church community. We've failed to understand how to communicate Daniel to this entire group of people in an effective way um, that encourages relationship and encourages you individuals to take up their spiritual identity as something that is important. Um, important to their eternal salvation, but actually important to their emotional, social, and ultimate spiritual well-being here on earth. So, I think the church has a... I hope this is actually encouraging because the church has potential. We have a place to start. I think this, I, the Daniel message, the message of relationship and holding on to your identity steadfast is something that we can be preaching because I believe the book of Daniel is an engaging, promising, realistic uh, book and it's being modeled by faith communities the world over. So my challenge to you today is to get back and go and have a read of at least the first part of the book of Daniel. Have a read of those stories. There is so many principles that we can apply to our world today. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, they didn't, they didn't change with the king, within the king's court. They changed the king's court. 
Let me repeat that. They didn't... They were not, sorry, they were not changed by the king's court, but they instead changed the king's court. And we need to encourage our young people today to whatever their crazy king's court is, whatever's going on, whatever they're forced into, to be the change there. Don't be changed by it, but change it. They have the power to change it. And I believe that that will result in our young people being much more able to positively impact the world around them and take control of their identities. We as a church have a lot of untapped potential in this area. And yeah, I'm excited for where we're going because I love preaching this message of love, of identity, of um, being strong-willed and knowing where you're going. So... Yeah, I hope I've. this might have helped you. This might have helped you kind of perceive that book. I didn't really get to go through the book itself and the scripture. That might be something that I can do in my online Bible studies. Um, I'm moving towards doing, um, starting um, this Tuesday, the, um, it should be the 18th of June, I believe. Um, let me double check. Uh, so on Tuesday, the 18th of June, I am starting a Bible study group for young people, old people, whoever you want. We're going to start doing it. Uh, you can lead it if you would like. Um, I want everyone to have their input. And we're going to explore together. It's not going to be pushed by me, but um, it's going to be something we'll explore together. So there'll be a Zoom link available on my um, uh, public-facing Facebook page, um, on my personal Facebook page if you're friends with me, uh, and also whatever youth groups I'm in, I'll, I'll post the link there. So you're more than welcome to click on the Zoom link and join in, to join in with that. Um, hopefully in the future we'll be able to get some guest speakers in. But for, for now, I guess um, it's going to be see you later. Uh, leave a review on the um, whatever your podcast app of choice is. Uh, I know that not all of them do leave, have the function of reviews, but if you can, leave one, leave a rating, um, share it with your friends as well because um, we want to start a conversation and I'm excited too. All right. Catch you guys all in the next.